This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to Walter Fan TV, the Joy and the Pain Podcast 2. Ha <sighs> we are moving along nicely, and it's good at times like this when we've got troubles and the pain to um speak to some good League Two knowledge. And there's none best, there's none better than uh, Gabriel Sutton. How you doing? Hello. Hi, the pain. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We are. I'm. All, I'm suffering from the pain a bit at the minute for Warsaw. Um. On the on the channel today, we're going to talk about Warsaw. What's happening? A few of the things. Get digging into some of the detail and discussing that. And uh, second part of the show, we're going to talk about League Two and uh, the surprise packages and uh, how that's all unfolding at the minute. So um, right then, first of all for Warsaw, when we appointed Matt Sadler we were a bit underwhelmed and um your prediction for the year for the season for Warsaw you were you modified it a bit when we applied when we uh, employed Matt Sadler in the main job didn't we so um what's your thoughts at the minute uh, you feel completely vindicated or uh, what's your thoughts um, I think it's um, the, the the trouble that you have with um, uh, a manager that's appointed internally is that they're always um, they're immediately under pressure when things don't go so well because um, you know there there is that feeling that it was a bit of a cheap option or or maybe some of the um, the accusations that were sort of levelled at the club at the beginning kind of get brought up again when maybe they wouldn't if the club had gone down a more experienced route um, but but I, I do. I did have quite a strong feeling in the summer that um, the, the right time for an internal appointment is either when um, you want to maintain some continuity because it's been a successful period or yeah. because the person in caretaker charge has done so well that you almost can't give it to anyone else. Um, and um, I didn't feel like that was necessarily the case Um Either of those things were the case with uh, with Matt Sadler, although he did, he did okay. Um, I'd have probably gone in a different direction, I think, if I was in Ben Boycott's shoes. Um, and yeah, to be honest, I can't see an awful lot that's um, that's kind of changed my mind from that. Yeah, I think we've seen the employing experienced managers isn't guaranteed to uh, bring any success. Obviously. Uh, Graham Alexander with MK Dons and sure. uh, Mark Hughes with Bradford particularly. Um, 
but we've seen a lot of ma experienced managers outed already mm. this season, sort of outed League One and League Two. Sure. And in some ways, I can understand the appointment of Matt Sadler because he was very clearly very passionate about the club. Um, he knew everything about the club, the players, the feel of the town and everything. So he, he got all of that. Mm. Um, what he hadn't got was the experience of being the head man, which is a whole different world to uh, to being an assistant or being part of the coaching team. Well, well, and I think I would probably be having a different uh, conversation with you, Simon, if the club had gone for um, a coach with like a brilliant reputation in sort of coaching circles. Because it's what I think it's one thing to appoint someone uh, internally from the club, and another thing to go to a coach that's you know really highly rated as an elite club or has done really well abroad and you know i don't mind thinking outside the box and i'm not sure it's necessarily the experience thing that concerns yeah. me but it did feel a little bit like he's the option that's right in front of us and warsaw historically that hasn't really worked for the club um i'm sure you can give me okay dean smith worked out but then you know dean keats was the sort of club legend john whitney was the physio um you know it um Sometimes when the club's gone for those sort of uh, obvious obvious options, um, it, it hasn't worked. And and I think maybe thinking a bit outside the box is probably the way forward. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a difficult one. I think Matt Sadler obviously has has got a great desire to do well, as anyone would. But it's just whether he's, I think whether he's brave enough as a manager. I think the good managers and the good coaches make those sort of key decisions, don't they, to sort of change a game. Mm. And Matt Sadler always seems very slow to make substitutions. And right. he doesn't want to change it. Like, he started the season with three-five-two, with the idea of Priest, Daniels and Hussey mm. as being the back three. Um before we get onto that in in more detail he is not recruiting players i think wesley is the uh like the director of football sort of thing he's recruiting the players sorry Matt who's Sadler, the director of football now uh, it's wesley i think his name is he's one of the Travella boys okay not, um, not terry or graham <laughs> no, no no okay terry or no. graham no no i'm, I'm not sure it, it's something right. like that anyway my mind changes all that <laughs> <laughs> But I think if he's told them he wants to play 3-5-2, number one, why haven't they brought in any wing-backs? Mm. And um, you're well, only left... I suppose by... they did bring in Chris Hussey, didn't they? And then he retired very early on. Well, well Chris Hussey, I'll, I'll just come in to Chris Hussey. He's yeah. your left-sided centre-back. Mm. But if you're recruiting for a 3-5-2, your only left-sided centre-back is a 35-year-old. Mm. That's I, and also you want your left centre back to be quick and strong in one v ones and Chris Hussey wasn't going to be that I wouldn't in, in my opinion. Um, I mean it looks like for the Harrogate game he did go to the um, to the back four in fairness to to Matt. Well, I think the the three five two he had to come away from three five two because we just hadn't mm. got enough centre halves to cover yeah. it. Um, so then we switched to four two three one and uh, and it worked. And uh, Warsaw were doing much better, but we're still conceding goals. Um, obviously, Priest 
um, the pre, uh, Priestley Farquharson remaining injured has sort of weakened our defence further. Runs your backside, you know. Well, I said this to uh, Matt Sadler when I had a chat with him, and um, he always says he's not far away. And I said, is that why you got the reputation of being Lord Farquhar from the land of far, <laughs> far away? Because that's, that's where he's been. That, that got a laugh out of Matt Sadler as well. Oh, but um, I don't know what it is. He's not had surgery or anything. He's, um, he's just not quite there. And he, when he's played, he's looked very good. But I mean, and the Newport fans will say the same. Yeah, I didn't realise how many games he missed for Newport, because um, they said that when I chatted with the Newport guy, he was saying when he played, he was excellent, but he did miss a lot of games. And uh, I think last season, I'm pretty sure last season he had a good run of games in the second, certainly in the second half of the season. And, uh, I think he had about thirty uh, games. Thirty games, yeah. I, I definitely, I think uh, seasons before that, he'd maybe struggled with injury a bit more. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean that that's going to be a big plus to have him back. I would imagine when he's back, if he's back, is the one. <laughs> yeah, is he going to come back? Um, how did you reckon a, co- a cogboo, um, a Okagbu got on against Harrogate? Um, he's done okay, to be honest. He's a he's a very inexperienced uh, player. Um, mm. on the right side of centre half, he's doing okay. But, I mean, players like that are going to get caught out occasionally. Yeah. They are going to get caught out, and um, that's what happens. With um, Donovan Daniels, I think he's a decent, he's a good centre-half. I think he's he's one of the top centre-backs in League 2, personally. Um, Well, yeah, whether that's that's, uh, everybody's opinion or not, I don't know. He is quite highly rated, but if you imagine... He's always got a very naive young player alongside him. That starts to affect his game. Yeah, because sometimes I think if you've got an experienced defender alongside a really young defender who's learning the ropes, it can mean that they're sort of trying to do their job and their centre-back partner's job sometimes. That can be a bit of a... Yeah, you're uh, sort of covering for somebody else, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's like, I don't know if you're a, are you a golfer at all. Not in the slightest. I find it very well, dull. Well, I think it's the same with most sports. With uh, I think with snooker, I, was, I mentioned to you earlier. I sort of played yes, snooker yeah. yesterday, and um, it always seems to be when when you're on a good flow and potting lots of balls, so is the 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 opponent. And um, and in in golf particularly, the best way to affect um, a very good golfer is to put somebody who's rubbish alongside him. <laughs> because it puts them off the game. It puts them off the flow. Of the, it puts them off the flow of the game, and I think that's it. Perhaps with uh, Donovan Daniels, so having somebody very naive and uh, clumsy alongside him, it affects his, the flow of what he's doing. He's, as you say, he's trying to cover. Yeah. Although in this instance, I think it's um, there's uh, it's like it's a literal challenge for Donovan Daniel because it literally it directly affects his game as opposed to a golfer where it's more of a sort of psychological mental. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, But no, I I think hopefully if you can get um, the priest back, then that's obviously going to be a big plus to pair him with Donovan Daniels. And hopefully you should be on to some good, some better defensive form, I would imagine. Yeah, I think. 
going to the back four for the players that we've got available, like going to the back four and getting more midfield players in there has, has worked and that's looked better. Mm. But then when you're playing 4-2-3-1, you've got a very focal front man in Freddie Draper and Freddie yeah. Draper has done very well. But then you switch him when Draper gets an injury, which he has done, mm. and Danny Johnson is in there. Danny Johnson's not the guy for that role. So uh, you're again, you need another guy up front with him. So you're looking changing things around a little bit more. Mm. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, that, does a box midfield or a diamond work to, to get two up top? Because well, you've already got four at the back. I would say maybe do you sacrifice one of those midfielders in order to get um, another striker up there, possibly? Because it's quite a narrow half, system anyway, by the looks of things. We're a half doing that. We're half doing that with uh, Ross Tierney, because um, Ross Tierney was sort of just off the off Draper. Right. And sort of supporting the midfield as well. But he's got injured as well now, yeah. which sort of gives us gives us another, another challenge. Mm. It is... It is, I don't know, it is a Warsaw thing. I think when budgets are a bit tighter, you end up buying players that have got a history of injuries. Mm. I think and you can get by with like one or two of those risks, but when you're sort of risking like half the players you bring in are players with a history of injuries, then you're sort of setting yourself up for a fall a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, Matt Sadler said last night there's 12 players not available. I know three of those are on international duty, but nine injured out the squad. So, so who are the big ones then, Si? Uh, well, Ross Teen has been doing good. He's out the side now. Uh, yeah. Fred Draper, Freddie Draper. Uh, he's gone back to Lincoln for, for for getting fit again, I think. Sure. Um, obviously, Priestley Farquharson. That's a big one. Um, Joe Riley, he went off injured. Um, we've got Jack oh, Earing. Yeah, Jack Earing, long-term injury. Um, Conley's just coming back. We've got Rowling. He's just coming back. Do you know um, what? I like, I like many SA. Um, yeah, he, he played last night. He, he played last night. I think he got through the game okay, which is uh, the important thing for him. But again, it's getting... Does many SA come in for um, Akagbu by any chance? Uh, he will replace Akagbu, yeah. Mm. But I think Akagbu, Akagbu played last night as well. So it was... Uh, yeah. Two of them at the back because Daniels had gone on international duty. Mm. I mean, I um, know, I think we've had a bit of conversations about uh, many essay with Warsaw fans before, uh, and maybe you know some of you maybe don't see don't see what I see. And uh, I think there was a situation where after he got a contract renewed or after a loan became permanent or something, you know, his form dropped off. But I just look at it and think um, he's got some experience of the league above with Bristol Rovers. I think he was really good uh, for Grimsby Town a couple of seasons ago in the second half of their uh, 2021 season. They did actually go that go down that year, but he was he was very strong. Um, and then who else he played for? I, I think he had a good spell with your lot. So I think he's personally... He did I think well with Hartlepool. He did well with Hartlepool, but he yeah. actually, he actually, they actually went down with him playing with them as well. So that's probably not a good... Not a good yeah, but, but it doesn't always like you know uh, Dieng. Um, there's a player called Dieng, Timothy Dieng, for um, I think he's an Exeter. Or did he go? No, he's not Gillingham. Um, but he um, he won Player of the Year for Exeter when they 
one promotion a couple of seasons ago and he'd had two or three relegations with south end and bradford so sometimes you can get good players that just end up getting the wrong fit and i I do wonder if that's the case with uh with many essays so i i would say he's probably the you know the best solution for warsaw between now and um fark getting fit yeah i think he when he first played for us he he was awful and then he came good and then uh he sort of fell out of favour again and then went out to Hartlepool. And of course, but before that, he was playing great for us on loan. We mm-hmm. signed him on a new contract. The, the game after he'd signed a new contract, he scored an own goal. Not ideal. Um, and then I think the game after that, he got injured, I think, or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. I, I do think, though, at, at his best, I think he's quick, he's strong, and he's he's good on the ball, and he's decent in the air. And I think if you pair him with someone who can be dominant in the air, like which Daniel, I think, yeah. yeah, like I think Do- Do- Donovan Daniels could be, I think that could be a decent partnership that could that could build. Obviously, you'd want to be quite patient with him as he's just coming back from injury. But um, yeah, as I say, I think that's a solution for Warsaw to go with. Yeah, it'd be interesting between him and the priest. Um, mm. Because they're both right-sided centre halves. Yeah, it's just the left side. It's just the in a back side, four, yeah. though. It's less of an issue though than it is in a yeah. back three. If you're playing wide in a back three, you need to be left-footed. But I think left centre back in a four, I think you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Okay. Good one. The um, the, there's been quite a few thoughts and discussions about uh, Owen Evans. I think statistically, mm. he was down as the uh, worst keeper in League Two. Right. Um, I I think that was probably a bit harsh, but um, the, there was the goal we conceded against Mansfield where it uh, it sort of flashed round on Twitter. I probably you've probably seen it, um, where he sort of flapped up the ball a few times. He wasn't the only one culpable for that goal, but um, he just needed to grab hold of the ball. And uh, there was several several voices saying Jackson Smith, the uh, the guy on loan from Wolves should be uh should come in for him but i saw him against um blackburn and um the ball just flew through him every time they had a shot right and then looking at the highlights from last night he played last night and um and that didn't seem much different to be honest so i think in january warsaw definitely need to be getting cover for evans if his confidence is down which i think it is mm. It's quite a frustration with Owen Evans. He he just can't release the ball. Once he once he gets the ball, he waits till like waits a good minute, I think, before he ever releases the ball. Mm. And uh everybody's screaming for counter like counter attack football. How many goals do we get from counter attacks generally in the league? It's um Walsall don't get any because he holds on to the ball until everybody's sitting in place. Mm. Yeah, that must be frustrating, especially if you want to play an attacking front foot style of football as well. Yeah. and Well, that's keeping the tempo up, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, I think if you're throwing the ball out from the keeper at that point and you lose possession, that's a real bad point, to bad place to mm. lose it. And I think it's protecting against that. But when you're on top in a game and you're trying to, trying to get a breakthrough or uh, you're trying to keep the pressure on, you want to get that ball back into play as quick as possible. And he's uh, he's not doing that. Um, another player I want to talk about is uh, Oshin McKenty. Have you, oh, yeah. have you had a chance to get down to see him yet this season? 
No, I need to book in a visit to um, uh, to the mascot uh, at some point this season. So I'm looking forward to uh, having a look at you live. But apparently, because he's obviously he was obviously brought in by Michael Flynn as a centre half, and um, this season he's been converted by Matt Sadler into into a midfielder and sort yeah. of played at the base of midfield, hasn't he? Um, well, he's, if he keeps getting, he gets more and more forward every game. Um, he's, he's certainly not the CDM sort of uh, in front of the back four. He sort of he gets around all over the pitch, and uh, he has done well. In fairness, I think he, that role in some ways suits him. And um, I don't think it's a bad conversion, but I think it's going to take time before he's really comfortable. With is there that. a world in which he gets uh, he gets moved into centre back given the issues? Well, with got? with some of the injuries Walsall have already had, he's um, he has gone back into the back four and looked mm. very good. Right. Okay. So the question is: is well, hang on. Well, that is his natural position. That's where he's played since he was eight. <laughs> mm. Why don't we put him well, back in Daniels? Sorry, Brandon Comley, Simon, could he do a job at the base of midfield and then allow McEntee well, to drop back in? Well, he's, he's just getting back to match fitness now. He's on international duty this weekend. Right. But he has been playing. But this was a frustration as well. On Saturday, he's got Comley playing trying to advance. Um, got Ryan Sturk trying to advance. And then mm. you've got Ram, Ronan Mayer on the bench. And that's his position. What did you make of the call to um, to recall uh, Ronan Mayer from Russia Olympics, Simon? Because he was clearly doing well there, but you sort of, I, I was kind of expecting it as well. Um, He was doing very well at Russia, and I think probably, he probably wanted to stay there because of how much fun he was having. Mm. Um, getting sort of man of the match every week or several man of the match performances, team of the week and that sort of thing. Sure. It's obviously doing well for his confidence. And it's important to his age to be playing lots of football. When Warsaw recalled him, I think it, I did speak to Matt Sadler and he said he was looking at trying to bring him back. But I think the actual move to bring him back coincided with Ross Tierney getting injured. Right. So yeah. We were so short of heads. But then he brings him back. And, um, and as he'd said to me, he was looking behind him sometimes, thinking, who can I bring on to change the game? And Ram wasn't there. So uh, bringing him back makes sense. But then against Harrogate on Saturday, um, it's nil-nil. Warsaw having lots of the ball, lots of shots, but nothing on target. He gets Ram to start warming up. You'd think 60 minutes in, Hang on, I need to get somebody here with a bit of uh, bit of nose to break this down. And he's warming up from 60 minutes. And then on 75 minutes, he tells him to strip off, get ready to come on. And then 10 minutes later, he's just still standing there. He comes on around about the 80th minute. Mm. And um, like the game's almost done. He can't, he can't really get into the game at that point. Um, and then the... Uh, the expected thing, we've seen it many, many times. You can dominate a whole game, but if you don't score, we know what's going to happen. 
I, I would also wonder, I'm uh, not an expert on, on Rainer Mayer because I've not seen loads of him, but uh, from what how he's been described, say, uh, and I know there does seem to be a lot of excitement around him sort of locally, is he actually more of a natural attacking midfielder than some of the players that have had more advanced roles? Like Ryan Sturk, I probably would think of him as maybe a deeper midfielder that would maybe conduct... Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Sturk's so, a CDM. Ryan Sturk is a CDM yeah. that may come up um, and perhaps have a go from the edge of the box if we've got lots of bed bodies in the box. Hmm. Um, and same with Comley. He's the kind of guy who might drift to the edge of the box at, um, when you're in the attack. But Ronan Mayer can pick a pass hmm. and he's not afraid. He always gets a shot away. You, hmm. Every time I've seen Ronan Mayer on the ball, anywhere near, anywhere near sort of like 30 yards out, He'll be playing a he'll be playing a key pass, or he'll get a shot away. So, so think... I've got a question for you then, Simon, just to sort of turn tables a bit. Do you think that sort of part of the issue I think Warsaw have had so far this season is that there has been a bit of an over reliance on Isaac Hutchinson to create something out of nothing, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that bringing in Rona Mayer as a sort of another attacking midfielder could take some of the attention off Hutchinson? Because yeah. as much as we've talked about some of the midfielders like Comley and Sturk who can sort of control a game from deep, they're not necessarily midfielders that were, are going to threaten in the final third, whereas Mayer oh, can yeah. threaten. So he might be able to offer some an, an alternative, if you like, that's going to take some attentions away from Hutchinson. You're spot on there. Um, someone said this to me recently, and it was whenever somebody plays Warsaw, they just put two guys on Isaac Hutchinson, and they know mm. we're not going to create anything. Yeah. And uh, and that's true. Um, Tom Knowles is uh, the crowd sing, always believing, Tommy Knowles and all this, the song. Um, he's got the power to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. He's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. He's indestructible, unbelievable. I think. The yeah, indestructible is it? Yeah. It's unbelievable how much time he has and how few chances he creates. Um, he's he's similar to Kinsella, I think. Everybody loves him because of the effort he puts in, but. When we look at what he's creating, mm. that's that's where he's failing. And um, I could see Ronan Mayer coming into that position and uh, and taking that position off Tommy Knowles. Interesting. Well, um, how would you describe that position? Is it sort of on the right of a? Well, it's a right. Well, it's a three a three attacking midfielders behind right. a solo striker. Mm. And uh, Ronan Mayer can play sort of uh up front but obviously being a little guy he's sort of it's not the ideal position for him in senior football sure but as i say he always gets a shot away he always gets his shot away and that's that's dangerous isn't it that's dangerous mm. when you're playing against that and it's that creative element um he has been playing sort of a bit of a wing back role with uh Russell, which is sort of developing his game defensively as well interesting so um yeah it's one of them he needs to uh picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mc delivery now on the mcdonald's app 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's it's so painful at the minute watching Warsaw. The, uh, leading, up, leading up to the Harrogate game, it was like, we've not been doing that bad. And mm. then here we are, Harrogate at home. They have had four wins on the bounce for... This is a game Walsall absolutely need to win if we're going to do anything to finish in the top half of the table. And we dominate the game, mm. something like 30 shots and only three on target. From what I can see, yeah. Yeah, 26, 26 shots, three on target. But for, for a starter, it, it didn't start with DJ. It started with Douglas James Taylor. Mm. Um, who did or DJ, DJ Taylor instead of DJ? Yeah, yeah, DJ T instead of DJ. Yeah. Um, he hardly got a kick all game. He was on for seventy minutes, didn't get a shot away. Like we had twenty six shots, but he didn't have any of them, from my, what I can recall. Can, it, um, can he play in those sort of tight areas? Because presumably, from the game you're describing, you had sixty percent possession. Harrogate were pretty tight and compact. Yeah. Can DJ T play in those sorts of? Um, that kind of game as opposed to having something to, you know, someone slipping in those three balls for him and running in beyond, because that's kind of how I think of him. Yeah, yeah, he is more of a player there. It, we just didn't get the ball anywhere near him. He, he did get the ball a couple of times. Um, there was one particular chance he had where the ball came to him on the penalty spot and, and you wanted him to try and just create half a yard and get a shot away. But ultimately, you played it back to a guy on the edge of the box who uh, skied it. Mm. And that was another chance went begging. Mm. I mean, it felt, Simon, um, like you, you wanted to give um, James, um, uh, Douglas Taylor maybe a bit of a second chance because his first loan spell was kind of hit and miss. And I yeah. think you're thinking, you know, it was his first senior loan, let's give him another chance. Um, but it feels like he's struggling with this loan as well. And um, well, now he's not on loan, now he's permanent. Oh, oh, he's permanent, sorry. Oh, well, maybe that was part of the reason you bought him, because it's like if he does well, then he's more of an asset. Um, yeah. But, I mean, what did you give him? Two-year two contract, did it? Um, I'm not sure whether it was... I think it might have just been a year, I think. Oh, just a year, OK, right. Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I'll have right. to check my videos back to, uh, to know that. <laughs> um, <sighs> frustration, really. I hmm. think... Matt Sadler is definitely under pressure. Um, whether he gets the chance to get to January and get recruits in and get people back is uh, is one of them that's in the balance at the moment. I've been on the fence. Um, several have sort of crossed over and uh, they're in the sacking side of the camp. But um, I'm on the fence, but I'm wobbling at the minute. Mm. Um, he had the um, the press conference after the game on Saturday. And um, I think that's what wound people up. 
Um, he said, we've played really well. I can't I can't be disappointed with the way we've played yeah. when they've had three shots on target in uh, 90 minutes when you've dominated. Well, I, I suppose the, the way you've played is, is kind of getting into goal-scoring areas doesn't necessarily mean you know, the productivity in terms of what you do once you get into those. And listen, I can understand why fans sort of think we've lost at home to Harrogate. This is, you know, this isn't good enough. But I I do think from a management point of view, there's something to be said for applying quite a process-driven mentality, where if you apply that thing of we've lost to Harrogate, it's unacceptable. That actually isn't a very good um management style you want to be quite sort of considerate and and assess performance and pick the good things out of it and sometimes that can be that can involve being a bit positive but i think fans sometimes they they're just there to sort of try and see hopefully see their team win and i think that's sometimes not what they want here but it doesn't mean that he's necessarily wrong i i would say yeah i think i think when you're not on a particularly good run and you Mm. lose a game that you should have won and then you come out and say well, I can't. I can't say I'm disappointed because we played really well. Well, well no, but the quote was, I can't say I'm disappointed with the way we played. It's so. So you can be disappointed with the result. I'm sure he's disappointed with the result, and I'm sure he's disappointed with where Warsaw are in the table. But I think sometimes you have to separate that from the actual performance because that, for me, that's um, you know, if you in in terms of the successful people in football, it's about being process driven and about working out what are the good bits that we want to keep, what are the bad bits that we want to work on, um, and yeah, that, that's that's how I see it really. Yeah, I think. After after Tuesday night's game at Shrewsbury, um, he spoke far better. And um, finally, the uh, the media team at Warsaw challenged him and said, like, you're a defender. Why are we so shit defensively? <laughs> hmm. which, um, which is a thing, really. As a, as a career defender, to have a team that can't defend is... Yeah, I mean, w- would it have made a difference if uh, Farkasson was fit? I think so. Because hmm. um, Mike Flynn had the same problems. He had injury problems and uh, and it derailed his season. And, uh, Is it there something up with the sports science department at Warsaw, do you think, Simon? Well, I think with uh, there could be because Freddie Draper, he's, he's 19... He played at Drogda, uh, Drogida, mm. or Drogda, correctly speaking. <laughs> um, so he didn't have a break, and then he sat, came straight into the season with Warsaw, mm. and he's been absolutely shattered. It's clear to see, and he's not taking him off. And ultimately, the player gets injured. Mm. So I think I know that's uh, Matt Sadler or whoever. But again, we had. Uh, Harry Williams is another centre-half that's uh, gone injured. He mm. went over on his ankle in training and, uh, and he played him on the Saturday. It lasted 20 minutes or so and then had to go off. Um, so that, that's another centre-half I missed. That uh, Another one that's out of the team. So I don't know what's going on training-wise and physio-wise. Sometimes mm. uh, they're overstressing a player. And with all, with all the analysis we've got now medically, we can see the players are struggling. Um, against um, Sheppey in the Cup, we've got Joe Riley playing right back with straps all over his leg. He's obviously got issues. 
bear in mind we're playing Sheppy, and you've got Joe Folks, who's just played two seasons at right back for Kidderminster, two levels above where Sheppy are, mm. and he doesn't even get on the pitch. Interesting. So why why not? Hmm. So he's playing players that are injured and leaving players who are fresh and capable on the bench. So that's uh, a tough one. Um, we've sort of gone on a bit too much about Warsaw, but I mean, given it's Warsaw Fan TV, that's no mm-hmm. surprise. Um, <laughs> League two at the moment, Stockport, sure. Stockport, top of the tree. Yeah. Um, nothing's going to stop them, are they? I think Stockport are just a very well-oiled machine. They're such an efficient uh, side. Uh, I think they'll be able to spend in January if they need to. But, um, yeah, I think they get a comfortable top three, to be honest. I think um, it was their, their game the weekend. I think they were, they were behind, I think. And then second mm. half, they brought on three players with a combined uh, appearances of over a 1,000. <laughs> and, and that's... Now, for Warsaw to bring three players on, they'll probably have combined appearances of about 100, if you're lucky. <laughs> and that's the first team. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Stockport, we caught them at a very good time. Um. So that was good to beat them. And I think they're going to they're gonna win the league by a street. Uh, Wrexham, they've just arrived second place, which is mm. where people were expecting them to be. They took a while to adjust, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, actually, they, they, they're sort of second in the table. They've not actually played that well so far this season. Um, but I think that a, a little bit like Stockport, um, they're going to have the capital to uh, really strengthen their squad in January. And I think that's going to make um, a big difference. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Wrexham uh, finished in the top three. Um, I think, man, I think... To be honest, I see the the top three being three from Mansfield, Wrexham, um, Stockport, and Notts County. I'd probably say Stockport are, um, you know, are close to nailed on. So it could, could be a case of two from the other three. Yeah, Mansfield, um, Mansfield are doing pretty well, aren't they? They are doing very well. Yeah, I think Nigel Clough's doing a great job this year. I said they'd, I said they'd stagnate this season and finished fourteenth uh, with their aging <laughs> squad, uh, and now they're unbeaten. So <laughs> you can't get them all right, can you? You can't, can't get them all right, Simon. Crew, crew are quite a surprise package at the minute. Fourth. Yeah, yeah, crew. I saw them on the Saturday. Late they... Goals, haven't they? They've scored a lot of late goals. They have, yeah. Um, late penalty from Baker Richardson. I was there on on Saturday, and um, they've got a lot of injuries at the moment. Um, a lot of players who would get into their first team, and Lee Bell's still finding a way through. They went at Derby in the FA Cup midweek as well. So, um, yeah, I think crew are having a really good season. Um, as you say, not to County. Um... They've got to ship. They've got to stop shipping goals, haven't they? They've got a really bad defensive. They've got some defensive issues. I think they've just seem to have this problem with the back three that they're playing. There just seems to be a massive gap between their wide centre backs and their wing backs, and they're struggling to deal with those kind of one v one situations. And it's having uh, a big impact on their defensive record. So if they can find the right two or three additions in January, just to sort of, I think that could make a huge difference. But um, that could that could cost them. Um, we got um, Barrow and Morecambe. I think Barrow we expected to be in there. Morecambe, we were tipping them for down the bottom, weren't we? Well, yeah, I, I had them um, sort of. I think twenty first. I said for for Morecambe this season, but they've I'm got. Surprised. 
Yeah, yeah, they've got a really young side. Um, they've got a lad called Michael Mellon on lane from Burnley, who's having a really big season. Um, they've got some real talent in that team. So, yeah, they're having a great year. And Barrow, I'm very big on. Um, I think they're finishing in the top seven. I think they, they do so well at home because people don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, Gillingham, Gillingham, sacking uh, Neil Harris. That was madness, madness, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think um, they probably weren't playing as well as it looked on paper um, when they were getting their wins at the start of the season. So that might have been a factor. But now I think Stephen Clements is a bit in a bit of an awkward position because do you go with the same style that got Neil Harris sacked or do you go for a massive stylistic sea change mid-season, which is probably going to come with its own challenges? So I think that's going to be a tricky one. But again, like we've mentioned with uh, Stockport and Wrexham, they're going to be able to spend money in January if they need to. Now, um, now four weeks ago, um, we'd have said Swindon are the real deal, and they're going to be finishing top seven, maybe top three. And then they seem to have just fell apart, haven't they? Yeah, and, they, they seem some to. Some of the comments, some of the comments Mike Flynn's been coming out with, um, similar to what he did at Warsaw, like mm. hanging his players out to dry. Really, um, I saw one of his comments, and it was, uh, "I've just been in the dressing room and told them that come January, some of them are not going to be here." Mm. Yeah, he's. Uh, do you know? He reminds remind me a bit of a bit of Daryl Clark in terms of. Um, I don't know what he was like when you had him, but he seems to be very, like, call things out quite quickly. And yeah. um, Michael Flynn seems to be quite similar, uh, which can be a bit of a double-edged sword for managers sometimes, can it? Yeah, I think he's... It seems like they've been imploding a little bit, Swindon. Again, we mm. played them at the completely the wrong time. They were right on form. I think yeah. it'd be good to go and play them now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And when I spoke to the Harrogate guy, Neil, uh, he said they'd be happy to stay up. But uh, obviously in 14th place, they're sort of cock-a-hoop. But um, how about Bradford? We thought Bradford would do well, Andy Cook and all that. Well, I didn't. I said they'd finish mid-table this season. So um, I think I think that's looking um, looking about accurate. Yeah, I think um, yeah, Andy Cook's been off form. And I think that's a massive problem because certainly under Mark Hughes, and to be honest, I expect that to be the same under Graham Alexander. I don't think Bradford are a brilliantly coached side. Um, so I think when Andy Cook isn't on form, I think that's going to be a problem for them. Um, yeah. The so one-man yeah, team thing, isn't it? Say again? The one-man team. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, <laughs> they are no-man team if if, uh, if Andy <laughs> Cook isn't on form. And then um, the final one I want to talk about, um, Doncaster, they started off very poorly. They seem to be starting to get into gear a little bit. They're still only 19th but they look like they're heading the right direction now. Yeah, I like Grant McCann. Uh, I think they've had a lot of players um, injured. I know if, yeah, what, there's, there's other teams who have got, had lots of injuries. Uh, but I think that they've got some key players to, to come back into the equation, which is going to make a difference for them. Um, yeah, I can see Doncaster improving as the season goes on. Yeah, I think um, sort of back to Warsaw, really. I think if, if they were to sack Matt Sadler um is that going to really change anything back to Warsaw um Matt Sadler um I think it it depends on so many things um I um I, I think 
the club's clearly committed to Max Adler for for a reason, and I do have some sort of faith that um, that Ben Boycott um, didn't just take the easy option with uh, with Max Adler. Although I, I appreciate that it's um, it, it probably looks that way a little bit, but I do have a certain amount of faith that he did enough due diligence behind the appointment. Um, but yeah. you've also kind of got to look at it and say you'd have probably wanted more from from Max Adler than what we've seen so far. Um, so I could understand I could understand it if the club did did go go for that go for that call. Yeah, I think. But again, you've got to be very careful who you bring in. There's names that will get bandied around, but it's the real names that you're wanting aren't going to be considering um, a, a mid to lower table League Two side, are they? Um, Matt Taylor from uh, Exeter just got fired. Would he want to go back to League Two and start again after he got Exeter doing so well? I think that's a conversation for when there's a vacancy at Warsaw. I think for the moment, yeah. Matt Sadler's the manager. We can talk about whether we think Matt Sadler should still be Warsaw manager. But I think in terms of talking about other candidates, I, I think that's a conversation for another day, Simon. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right, actually. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I, I still want him to turn things around, but it's he's got to be more, he's got to be more brave in his decisions. Mm. Yes, yeah. um, you want to see a bit more from him in terms of in-game management. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he's got um, Gary Waddock. He's an experienced coach alongside him, yeah. who's previously held the top job, of course. Um, back at Well, Wisconsin. and he did a very good job at Cambridge assisting another young manager in yeah. Mark Bonner. So um, you would think that would, would help. But they uh, quite often, the two of them are sort of like having conversations about in game having conversations oh maybe we should bring somebody on and while they're doing that the other manager's bringing three on <laughs> yeah and that's I what mean, I, think I, think, I don't think you can criticize managers for having conversations on the touchline uh but, but i i know what you say you, you want how long to you take to make that decision isn't it yeah for sure um i i, I sometimes you, you don't want to make changes for the sake of changes like they've got to be the right changes that you're confident are going to to impact the game but yeah i can understand why it feels like you want to see him be a bit a bit quicker with, uh, yeah. with those substitutions and say just coming back to that harrogate game mm. um djt hardly got a kick for 70 minutes he brought dj on for 20 minutes at the last 25 minutes um and he didn't get a kick either mm. So it was just they weren't getting the ball yeah. through to the front man. Well, well I, th I think maybe Warsaw could do with um, a physical centre forward that can hold the ball up. And I don't necessarily mean a target man, because if you want to try and play on the deck under Matt Sadler, it's not necessarily about being great in the air, but I think just someone who's um, who can operate in tight spaces and yeah. uh, bring others into the game, I think that could be uh, quite handy. Yeah, I think Freddie Draper sort of uh, ticks all of those boxes, really. Right. But, he, but overusing a player when he's uh, exhausted, mm. that's that's the error, isn't it? And, and maybe you were hoping Jamil Mack would be a bit more of what we've described and maybe he hasn't. He's well, struggled when, with. when Jamil Mack's come on, um, he gets the boo boys occasionally. Well, most of the time when he comes on, he's getting booed the moment he comes on. Mm. But I mean, he has... That's, yeah, not, that's not one, is it, booing someone when they come on the pitch? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter what you think of a player. 
you've got to give them a chance. Yeah, you? you want to get behind them. Yeah, when they when they you get on at the end of the game, that's a different thing. I mean, I'm not sure I'd still, I'd even agree with it then. But to boo someone just as they're coming on the pitch, that's not a that's not very helpful. I don't think. No, no, it's um, it's bad, really. It's bad, but people are frustrated. People are frustrated. Warsaw have uh, dropped down into League Two, and uh, right here, right now, it looks like we're stuck there mm. at best. For for now, yeah, I think it's a case of uh, getting. I mean, what do you think in terms of the infrastructure, Simon? In terms of where the club is, um, you, you seem to have made some progress under um, the Travella Group. Um, so far, because uh, am I right in thinking you've made steps towards owning the stadium again? Well, now um, they've bought the stadium, is now that's all been done. So, the, off the field, there's some very positive moves and things have mm. improved. Yeah, it's just it's not translating right now, it's not trans- translating into the the team. Mm. I think. I've got a question for you. What would it take for you to be um, in favour of Max Adler starting next season in charge? You know, are we talking positions? Are we talking style? Are we talking development of players? Uh, what would you need to see between now and the end of the season? Um, it's a results-based business. Mm. Um, Warsaw need to f- be finishing top half mm. for him to continue. Okay. If Warsaw are in the top half, I think it's not the project's not working because the project is for Warsaw to go up next season. And if he can't get us into the top half this season, mm. it's the vision for going up the following season is not strong, is it? Mm. But then what about finishing 14th, say, but then Ronan Mayer has a great second half of the season and you're developing a few players that could be really big assets for the club in the following two seasons? Um, That would be something you'd want as well as the top half, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think as much as development of players is good and feels good to see home-ground players developing, if the club as a whole is struggling... It's hard to see past that. It's hard to see past that. Warsaw at the moment in 17th, is it's, it doesn't fit in with the vision of where Travella are developing and improving the club. And yet, sure. it is a tougher division, but it's a tougher division by two or three sides, not 10 sides. Sure. I, I mean, I would make the argument for, for patience, some, um, possibly, Simon, because I look at situations at the top of the pyramid, like Arsenal, for example, had two eighth-place finishes under Mikel Arteta, and that took a lot of patience from the club to stick by him, and then now they're in the conversation for winning the title with Man City and, and Liverpool. Um, so I do think that when you see the right signs uh, from a stylist and tactical point of view and developing players, I do think that can sometimes be worth persevering when maybe the results aren't exactly what you'd want. But then I'm I'm not going I'm not paying my money to watch Warsaw every week and, and maybe if fans aren't happy with what they're seeing then I, I do understand why you know you'd want something different for sure. You make a good point. You make a good point, but I think the Arsenal eighth argument is equivalent of the Warsaw 12th argument. If if Arsenal were 
sixth, 15th, 16th in the Premier League, they wouldn't have pursued him. Sure. Cooking loose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see that. But then I, I, I also think Warsaw aren't one of the clubs in League Two with um, the absolute biggest budgets. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's actually no. quite a good squad. Um, probably one of the best. Do you, do you think this, actually, that's, I'll ask you, Simon, do you think this is the um, the best squad Warsaw have had on paper since coming down to League Two? Yes. Okay. So yes. in that case, I can kind of understand why you'd say top half is... Obviously, the uh, the Priest and uh, Hussey sort of mm. situation is not great. Sure. Um, the fact that Danny Johnson is not being utilised for whatever reason is not great. But they are part of the squad, or apart from Hussey now, but they're part of the squad that was put together. And that is a squad that definitely should be finishing top half of the table. And the fact that that's not happening... Um, is down to Matt Sadler. It's down to Matt Sadler. And Matt Sadler as a former defender is uh, that's that's perhaps the biggest issue. Um he's a former defender and we've we've conceded 29 goals in 17 games. Mm. We can't we've kept two clean sheets in the last 20 games. And that's, you ain't going anywhere. Right. You ain't going anywhere if you can't keep a clean sheet. Mm. And that's um, that's the trouble. Right yeah, then. Address, for sure. Gabriel, we'll talk again when Walsh the top half. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be later this season. <laughs> that's so, Simon. Nice one. Thanks, Gabriel. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, Simon. Just for anyone watching, you can drop me a follow at Gab Sutton on Twitter. Uh, I've got a show called the AFL Debate um, Championship is 5.30s on Wednesdays. Um, league One is 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. And League Two, your league, is uh, 7.30 on Thursdays. Uh, so you can follow that. I also got some lots of um, sort of AFL discussion points that you can engage with to talk about your club uh, on my account at Gab Sutton. So you can follow me on Twitter there. And you can also follow the hashtag EFL debate excellent and uh, of course everybody watching this is not not everybody watching this is subscribed can you believe it you need to press the subscribe button and catch all of our content we've got a, a fan chat coming up at the end of the month which is going to be another spicy one I'm sure but we're going to leave it there for now the Wolfsman TV the joy and the pain thanks Gabriel let's find me button that's it cheers The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.